yeah. How about that? A little old-fashioned intro music there for the WCHL podcast. Hey, this is the Commissioner Christopher Perry, and we brought back uh, some golden oldie there to kick us off. We're going to do some player interviews throughout the season, and we'll uh, use our friends from Sweden to uh, denote when it's a player interview versus uh, when it's just me and Andrew or me and Anita or me and somebody else. So, hey, we're going to get this uh, episode off and running. We're going to talk to Grand Canyons, number 33, Jacob Cummings. He's putting up a lot of points, and he put up with me quite a bit uh, here this afternoon. So let's get right to it. We're going to hear a little bit of uh, Jacob Cummings right after the horn. Hey, uh, this is the Commissioner Christopher Perry, and this is the WCHL Podcast, and we're very, very uh, it's just our honor to have our, our, as the first player guest on for the podcast this season. It's number 33 from Grand Canyon. It's Jacob Cummings. Jacob, thanks for taking some time out of your hectic Monday afternoon to speak with us today. Oh, yeah. Just excited to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, you don't have to lie. Come on. I mean, I know Coach told you not, not to cuss, but you don't have to lie to me. Come on. No, I'm not lying. Yeah, it's just... Uh just another day getting going all right all right well hey jacob i gotta ask you first off what's going on with the number 33 there 33 is a goaltender number yet you skate out front and score lots of goals what's going on there well uh my brother played college hockey at saint mary's so he played division three and he wore number 33 and i got three options last year and i think it was like 18 33 and i think the last one was like 29 so I decided to go with that, and he always told me it was funny because he's about he's about a five foot six meatball. Yeah. He always told me that he was the Dustin Bufflin of his team, so <laughs> I kind of kind of ran with that. So I kept that one going. So are, are you are are you a meatball too? Or are you the Dustin Bufflin of GCU? Oh, I'm a I'm a little bit of a meatball, but <laughs> I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say I'm the I wouldn't say I'm as tough as Dustin Bufflin, but all right, I get my shots in. I hear you, I hear you. Okay, <laughs> all right. Now you're originally from Anchorage, and I know you played um, uh, juniors in scenic Sheridan, Wyoming. Oh yeah, yeah. What was life in Sheridan, Wyoming like? Uh, really taught you how to be a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, it was very very western town, but it was beautiful. I loved it. They had a great rink, great facility. Um, very surprising. Lots of cowboys ended up loving hockey, and so we'd have we'd have between like eight eight hundred and a thousand fans every night. So it was I had I had no problem with it. So I absolutely loved it. Um, it was a great time. Still close with a lot of those teammates. We had a really good run when we were there one year. So yeah, I, I absolutely love Sheridan. Did they have, uh, I, I got to imagine there's like one billet house in Sheridan and everybody stays there. Because I, I can't imagine that it's a huge metropolis of a place with guys spread out all over the place. Or am I just totally off base? I mean, it was, it was actually pretty spread out. There's a little town about, I want to say about 20 minutes outside Sheridan called Dayton that there's a couple guys that lived out there. I lived about 15 minutes away from the rink. And uh, in like a over fifty, uh, kind of like a like a golf community, I want to say. So I lived on I lived on hole eight in the in the Powderhorn. So I was pretty blessed with my billet family. I could say so. Wow, that's that's kind of rough living there, huh? Yeah. So I absolutely loved it. Shout out to Patty and Monty Roma. Great, <laughs> so I absolutely love them. That's awesome. Now, uh, did, okay, so you're you're in Sheridan, Wyoming. Uh, Chad Bailey was he the head coach or just the assistant there? He was the assistant coach. Okay, he's now the head coach there for the Sheridan Hawks. Yeah. He used to be at ASU. He played at ASU. Did he try to uh, sway you at all to go to Arizona State when you you knew that, uh, you know, ACHA hockey was in your future? 
Uh, we had a couple conversations on the bus about it. Yeah. But, uh, he, 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 got, he gave his best advice for it, but I didn't really, I wasn't really for it too much. I kind of, kind of figured it out. I, I'd visited GCU when I was younger when I was 14 years old. My older sister went here and I, I fell in love with the campus and the, the balance between hockey and school was just, it fit me and I really liked it. So I kind of, I kind of had my mind made up once I figured out that I wasn't going to go play D3. So, okay. A little legacy, a GCU legacy. What What did your sister, did she, uh, I know this isn't the sister podcast or anything, but I mean, yeah. did she play sports there at GCU as well? Uh, no, she didn't play sports. She was just kind of a kind of little geek, I call her. She was <laughs> into com- computer tech, so she got all the brains in the family. So ah, <laughs> Making all the moolah too, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good for her. All right. So you chose Grand Canyon uh, because of, uh, you know, past history and because of your, your sister and the legacy there. I mean, what's the what is there a huge culture shock going from uh, Sheridan and Cowboys down to Phoenix and golfing? I mean, uh, in, in sweet weather. I mean, I was I wasn't too bad. I'm I mean. I've been to Phoenix multiple times. I have family down here, so it wasn't too bad of a culture shock for me. But the best thing about it is we're down and getting to the colder months, right? It's 75 degrees, and I still get to still get to get a little sweat on walking to class in the morning at 6 a.m. So, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's right. It's not like those guys up in Colorado or Utah where they're already bundled up. Oh man, yeah, we just came back from Utah, and that was a cold one for sure. Get ready. I know you guys are getting ready to come to Oklahoma for a couple of games, and uh, you're bringing a cold front with you. So, oh yeah, yeah, bundle up, bundle up. All right. So you said your sister was the computer geek uh, of the family, and did all sorts of work uh, there at GCU in terms of getting her degree that way. What do you? What is it that you're studying at GCU? Don't say hockey. Oh, I'm not studying. Don't don't say don't say hockey or babes. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, I'm studying a uh, business administration right now and then I got a minor in social media marketing. So just kind of I'm only in my sophomore year, so getting out the prereqs still and then finally starting to get my degree degree a little bit more and working towards that. It's been it's been quite the ride, but it's been fun though. I've been enjoying it. All right. All right. Very nice. Very nice. How do you uh the season so far? You've played what, eight or ten games, something like that? You're doing fairly well, I th- I'd say. GCU. How would you characterize the season so far for the Antelopes? Uh I think we're I think we're still figuring out who who we have. We have a bunch of freshmen that are still coming in and figuring it out too. So but I mean, I'd say that we're starting to put it together a little bit more. Week by week, we're getting better, which is all you can really ask for. So, I mean, going to Oklahoma is to be a good test for us, playing a playing a, t- playing a top-ranked team, so right out of the gate. So, I don't know. I, we're just still trying to figure it out and put all the pieces together. Okay. All right. Very good. Now, it's got to be fun. I mean, you're, you're getting ready to take on, what, Central Oklahoma, I think, for one game, and then you get to play Oklahoma for two. So that that should be you know a challenge. You're going to be challenged at least in that first game. Who knows about the second and third? Let's hope you get challenged. Um, but uh, you've already you've already taken a couple of scalps this year. How fun was it to beat Arizona there? Uh, you took two games off of them down at uh, the Arcadia, wasn't it? Yeah, we took two off uh, Arizona. Those were good games. Those were those are big games for us. I mean, any time that. Are they your main? Are, are they is U of A? I'm sorry to interrupt, Jacob. Is U of A your main rival, or ASU? Or are they both kind of equal? Uh, I would say they're both both pretty equal. I mean, 
we're all Arizona teams. Everybody wants to, everyone wants a little, uh, have a little bragging rights. So I would have to say they're, they're pretty even, but I mean, I mean, whenever you get a win against a team like that, it just always feels good. So, so beating, beating Arizona twice at your place was kind of special in other words. Oh yeah. That was the first time in school's history that they've ever swept them. So that Uh was, that was pretty cool to be a part of. Very nice. I've seen a couple of the games there from uh, Arizona Ice Arcadia, and it sure does seem as if it's a uh, if it, that it's a small rink, but you get a lot of fan support, and it's uh, looks like you get a lot of home ice advantage. Describe for the folks out there that don't get to see a lot of GCU because your you, your games are behind a paywall on that black dog hockey. Um, how how did what what's it like? Uh, what's the experience like playing at Arizona Ice Arcadia? I mean, personally, I love it. I mean, I think it's I think it's awesome. I like having the fans right up against the glass, banging on the glass. Um, we always have a we always have a pretty good showing. I mean, a lot of students come out and watch. A lot of friends and family, which is always nice. And I don't know, it's I don't. There's something about the place. I mean, I absolutely love playing there. I love I love all the weird bounces that you get because you never know what's really going to happen. So even just dumping the puck off the glass could kick to the middle of the ice. So I, I love it. I love playing there. Oh, okay. That's kind of interesting. Now, do you, since you practice there, since you play there, do you know where those odd bounces are? It's kind of like the, uh, sounds like the old Boston garden where they knew where the dead boards were and they knew where if they can dump it in, it would kick right out in front of the net. Uh, there's a couple, there's a couple little spots, but I, I can't give away any secrets though. Well, That's not, the only reason not... I could get, get lucky in game. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. You've got, uh, you're, you're, you're putting up some points so far through this season. What have you got? Like eight points or something here? I've got it right here in front of me. Um, here we go. Eight games played six goals, seven assists. I mean, that's not too shabby. A point a game, a point and a half a game. What's the secret to Jacob Cummings' success? I don't really know. I just get a lot of lucky bounces. I'm playing with I'm playing with a buddy from my hometown that I grew up with, Hunter Schmitz. So I've known him since probably four or five years old. So that's been pretty cool. So he's from he's from my hometown. So that's been working out really well. But I mean, we're just just getting lucky, I guess. Is all I can really say. Right Come on, place, right time. Come on, you're getting lucky. Right place, right time. At Sheridan, one year you scored. In four in le- less than forty games, you had one hundred and twelve points, right? Third, yeah. I, mean, I, <laughs> I don't really know what to say about. It. I mean, I'll give some credit to my dad. He uh, he always kind of played street hockey with us growing up, and that kind of started started getting the hands going. And then we moved to a different house. We had an unfinished basement, and me and my brother would put in hours, countless amount of hours. So I'd give it I give it to my dad, and my brother, for being uh being great guys and for my older brother being a shooter tutor and let me light him up for <laughs> countless amount of years look at you jacob cummings man you're, you're just throwing out all the accolades Sis, sister <laughs> brother older brother dad holy big smokes family guy big family guy big, yeah office, so. i'd say so now hey jacob i've heard this that arizona ice arcadia and it's what is it they call it az ice is that what it's called AZ Ice Arcadia. I heard it's kind of rough. I heard it's in a rough part of town that, you know, if you leave your car there, the hubcaps might get stolen or something. Oh, there's been a couple incidents, but nothing too bad. I mean, we got a Walmart in the parking lot right across from us. You can always go get your uh, pregame Powerades or a couple waters, whatever you need. So that's kind of nice. <laughs> when you're done with practice, you can go over and get your groceries for the week so you don't have to make another stop on the way home. Okay. <laughs> One-stop shopping, huh? Oh, yeah. 
can get it all done. All right, and but you do have. You said you've had some some incidents there. The people's uh, they're they're not smart enough to figure out not to jack around with some hockey players, huh? I I don't know. There's just <laughs> you never you never really know what you're gonna run into. It's Walmart. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, the yeah, the, exactly. the people of Walmart. All right. The people of Walmart. All right. So you said Schmidt uh, is from your hometown. That's uh, am I right in presuming that's Anchorage? Yeah. Yep. How often do you get back to Anchorage? Uh, now I get to go back. I go back for the summers. You can't really beat the summer, so I go back usually every summer, and then uh, usually at Christmas I get a week or two off and go home see the family, and then that's usually about it. Now, okay, not too often I get to make it back. All right, and you said you have family down there in the uh, Phoenix area. Yeah, I got a uh, my grandma lives down in Chandler, and then I got an aunt and uncle that lives down there too. So All right. they always get, always get to see them every once in a while, which is nice. So very nice. Now everybody I know that's from Alaska uh, that that plays hockey, they're also big into the outdoors. They're huge in the outdoors, hunt, yeah. fish. You know, they fly these boat planes. They, uh, <laughs> what, 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 what is it? What do you do? What's a, what's a typical adventure for uh, Jacob Cummings when he goes home to Anchorage? Uh, well, usually I get back about perfect timing when school ends up. So around May, me and my brother usually uh, go put in our, our bait sites for the summer. A couple, uh, get our brown bear bait sites going because that closes in May. So usually all May we're bear hunting, sitting in tree stands, chasing chasing bears, and then June and July usually rolls around and we're we're in our boats fishing for kings and halibut and going out in the ocean and it's a busy summer, man. It flies by. You got ninety days to cram it all in. So a lot of a lot of time on the road, a lot of time spent on the river. So what's involved with a what's involved with a brown bear bait site? Uh, you just you're just looking for Yogi. We uh. <laughs> But I mean, what do you do? Do you put out like a pot of honey or do you put out like Cheerios? What do you put out there to, to lure them to wherever it is you want to kill them? Oh, it's, they love, they love just about anything. We, we usually go with a little, uh, some dog food and some, uh, we'll go to like local restaurants and get some oil and start spreading that around. And they love the sweet stuff, get some old donuts from cars or Safeway and throw those in the barrel so <laughs> they're, huh. they're not very picky when it comes to it and then usually sit set up like a tree stand so we're about 30 feet in the air sitting in a tree and they're smart so just sit there spend some time together and chase bears is usually what we do during the during the spring and the fall when you say they're smart what do you mean they're they're smart they figure it out that you're up oh, there yeah. in the tree stand or oh yeah they know they'll walk they'll walk right in your footsteps they'll We've had we've had encounters where we've missed an eight or nine foot brown bear in fifteen seconds of walking in or into our bait site, walking out of our bait site. So, wow, there's some, there's some crazy stuff that happens. But you've got game cameras set up so you can see who's coming and who's not. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, now when you're saying you're gonna have to help me out here because I'm just a dummy from Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> when you say brown bear, are you talking like a grizzly bear or are you talking like a brown, a smaller brown bear? Oh, we're talking like a, like an eight or nine foot brown okay. bear. Wow. Okay. So the, in other oh. words, they can mess with. You. And then once you once you take one down, what do you do with it? You you harvest the meat. Uh, yeah, you can take some of the meat. You take the hide, take the skull. Um, just kind of whatever whatever you want to use for usefulness. Like you can you can do so much with it. There's you can go donate it to the local people. You can do do whatever you want with it. So okay. And then, uh, then you, you said you also do, go fishing for kings and halibuts. 
Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, we, uh, we live about, so in Anchorage, you can fish in downtown Anchorage for King salmon out of a, it's called a little Creek. It's called ship Creek. It's right there next to cooking inlet, which is the ocean. So you can fish in downtown Anchorage, which is about 15 minutes away from my house. And then we usually, uh, spend most of our summer in June and July on the Kenai river, which is like one of the, one of the most amazing places that you'll ever visit or see. So, and they get runs of salmon all the way through June and all the way till the beginning of September. So you can just spend, spend your whole entire summer and fall there, which is about, which is about two hours away, two to three hours away from Anchorage. So a lot of driving goes into that. Is there a limit on the number of Kings and halibut you can take, or is it just, you get it, you keep it? Uh, usually they have, well, usually, well, in the past couple of years, it's been down. So they usually been closing up king fishing pretty early. Okay. So, but with red salmon, you can catch, usually the limit goes from three to six and then silver salmon is three to six. And then once you get out in the ocean, you can catch two halibut per day, some rockfish. I mean, whatever, whatever you pull up out of the ocean floor, you can usually kill. So. Okay. All right. Well, very good. Very good. That's kind of, that's kind of wild. Then now do you try to do any of that outdoorsy stuff down there in Arizona? I realize there's not a whole lot of water down there, but, uh, you got some fun mountains nearby. Yeah, there's definitely some fun stuff going on. I need to, I need to get better about going to Flagstaff, get up and good into those mountains. It's beautiful up there. I just try to get away and get, find time for it during hockey and school. So I hear you. I hear you. The uh, what? What's the not counting uh, bear hunting and and you know almost walking in when someone's eating uh, when Yogi's eating the donuts out of your the barrel that you that you stock. What's the uh, what's the closest encounter with uh, some dangerous wildlife that you've had? Um, I'd have to say I had a pretty good one with uh, four of my buddies. We were about we were sixteen years old and we were uh, we were fishing. It's called the Russian River. And uh, all four of us were fishing, and my uh, buddy is standing across the river from us, and he starts pointing at this, pointing at the bushes or whatever right next to me, about 15 yards from me. Yeah. And uh, no words were coming out of his mouth, just pointing. And uh, I look over my shoulder, and there's about a seven foot, seven foot brown bear just looking at me. And I got two of my other buddies next to me, and I'm, I can tell you one thing: I've never seen two guys cross a river faster in my life. So. <laughs> They they said they don't got to outrun the bear. They just got to outrun you, right? Oh yeah, my one of my buddies Isaiah Seville and my other buddy uh, Sullivan Mack. They they boogied across the river pretty quick. So I was I was left standing over there. I always always carry a gun, so I wasn't wasn't too freaked out about it. But I ended up crossing the river, and uh, this bear ends up. We had about five or six fish on our stringer, and when I mean when bears are smart, this thing walks over takes its nail and plucks the stringer and then starts eating our fish right in front of us and lays down. So, wow. That was, that was a pretty good one, but yeah, that would do yeah, it. That was about the closest I came. So, all right. No attack moose or anything like that, huh? Oh no, no attack moose. Okay. All right. All right. You're from Anchorage. You played in Sheridan. You're living down in the Phoenix area. You got to have, what's your favorite NHL team? And please don't say the coyotes uh not the coyotes i was uh well i kind of got to choose so yeah when uh my favorite guy growing up was steven stamkos so i, I was a big tampa bay lightning guy well why is that you're, you're from the whole opposite end of the world from tampa know, bay just, are you are you just a front runner what's going on here 
I used to be obsessed with like hockey sticks growing up. I could like when we go to my brother's game, I know exactly what everybody was using. Okay. And uh, when Steven Stamkos came out, he started using the total one. It was a big changing point for me. And so he just became my favorite guy. And then he could score goals too. So yeah, that's, that's where it kind of took off. And I kind of just stuck with it ever since. He's nails too. So, okay. Yeah. Stamkos oh, yeah. and the lightning. Yep. I, f- I didn't know if being from Anchorage, if you uh, were, were now all in with the Kraken or not, since they're kind of that uh, Alaska kind of adopts all the Seattle pro teams. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. I haven't jumped on that bandwagon yet. All right. You've been around the ACHA now for... A year and eight games. What's the uh, what's the one rink in the ACHA that you hate to play in? Oh, dude, going to UNLV last year was just a nightmare. Why is that? <laughs> they, uh, I'm pretty sure we showed up and we got off the bus, and it was there. They were having frat night. Oh, and so there's just frat kids ripping around the parking lot everywhere. And we get into the rink, and there's just you are just getting peppered. People are pulling up Instagrams, pictures, whatever you got on your social. No media, way. Putting it on the glass, screaming, yelling at you, coming on and off the ice. It was it was a tough place to play in. So that's one of the ones. And then most state was another was another culture shock to playing there. Why is that? They were pretty ruthless there too. Did they do the same thing that Vegas did, oh, pulling yeah. up your socials and everything? social media they're on top of it wow that's impressive yeah i, I so, didn't I, mean, I didn't realize i had the internet in springfield missouri so <laughs> yeah dude me neither but uh, give them a hard time they were they were making sure they were letting you know who they knew that you were uh you're you were gonna struggle that game so yeah i like to give the folks in springfield a hard time we only have 11 listeners to this crappy podcast jacob and all 11 of them are from springfield so they're they're kind of near and dear to my heart so let, oh, let, let me so ask good. you, you, you brought up social media. I, I thought I saw something from GCU recently on TikTok or Instagram. What's going on there? Does, is this been, something Coach Roy is, is endorsing? Uh, I don't want to say he's endorsing it, but our, our social media team's kind of started starting to step it up and just trying to get more exposure for the program, I guess. Right. Kind of jumping into it and trying to have some fun with the guys and – I don't really know. I'm I'm not too big into it. I kind of get dragged into it sometimes, but uh, reluctant. Yeah. So I see. But some of the guys enjoy doing it. So All right. if, they, if they like doing it, just keep on doing it then. All right. Well, I wondered about that. I saw some social media stuff on, on I don't know, it must have been an Instagram. And I, I yeah. thought to GCU, I said, wait a second, men's division one doesn't, this is the stuff that those lower divisions do, you know, throwing beer cans to the goalies and stuff like that. But uh, interesting. All right. Yeah. Trying to get some more exposure. Do you get a good crowd there? Um, for, well, I'm, I'm saying this wrong. Do you get a, a lot of GCU students to show up at the game? And do they follow yeah, you guys a, on on social media pretty well? Yeah, we got a pretty good amount that shows up. We usually try and uh, like when we have rivalry games, like when we're playing U of A and ASU, it's uh, it's pretty tough to get in the door. It's pretty packed. It's about three or four rows behind the glass, which is nice. So, but <laughs> yeah, try- when those games when the, when the rivalry games happen, it gets it gets pretty bumping in there, which is always fun to play in front of. I'm trying to imagine a line of people out in the Walmart parking lot trying to get into an ice hockey game. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Jeez. All right, you said that uh, Vegas and, and Missouri State were kind of tough to play. What's the favorite place? Not AZ Ice Arcadia. What, other than that, what's the favorite rink that you've played in so far, at least in your time in the ACHA? 
Oh, I enjoy going to Tucson. Tucson's rink. They play out of the Roadrunners AHL rink, and that is, man, they got a setup going on there. It's pretty sweet, isn't it? Even though it's an old oh, building, it's a pretty sweet little 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 place. Oh yeah, it's a great place to play at. Now, do they? Is it? I guess I'm. I must be out of it. Do the folks down at, at U of A? Do they also pull up everyone's social and start giving you grief? Uh, not too bad, but the the student section sits right behind your bench, so you, you get a hand, you get an earful no matter what. I you see. Are. Okay. All right. Well, hey, we'll get you out of here pretty pretty quick. I just got to ask you, what's the typical uh, pregame meal for Jacob Cummings? You know, Bucci Gross is always talking chicken parm. Um, so what is it that you're loading up with before you go to AZ Ice Arcadia to start popping in these fortunate goals and, uh, and apples that you're racking up here left and right? Oh, usually I'm, I'm just a turkey sandwich before, just a plain turkey sandwich. Really? A lot of cheese, turkey, and then I'll have a turkey sandwich before I go to the rink about two hours before and I'm good to go. Yeah, no, are you, are you a guy that likes to take a big, big long nap before the, before the game or do you have to, are you struggling and getting in class and then you're having a race to the ranking with your turkey sandwich in tow? <laughs> uh, no, I don't usually get, I usually about a 30 minute nap will do it or I'll, or I'll just won't sleep at all. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, before we go, give us one good Danny Royism. Give us one thing that makes you kind of go, that'll make us either laugh or make us roll our eyes. One or the other. Your choice. Oh, Danny Roy. Without, without putting him on full blast. I mean, we don't need that. I don't want to get you. I don't want to, I don't want him to skate you or bag you or anything tomorrow, you know? So. I'm just gonna say the guys. The guys OCD is just through the roof. I I've never seen a coach in my life walk from one end of the locker room to the other and find about a hundred pieces of trash that nobody sees. <laughs> That's why he's, he's the a, coach. He's, he's a, a human vacuum, is what he is. Attention to detail. Uh, the human oh, yeah. vacuum, Danny Roy, huh? Yeah, the human vacuum is Danny Roy. So <laughs> he's always cleaning something. He's always doing something. Well, that's pretty good. That's probably the goaltender in him, right? Yeah. Trying yeah. to clean up the crease. All Always. right. Jacob, listen, we appreciate you taking time out of uh, your busy schedule to appear on this crappy podcast, but I do appreciate it. I w- want to wish you continued success this season uh, with GCU. You're playing pretty well. What, number 19 in the nation? How exciting was that to uh, see GCU's name in the uh, in the rankings to jump uh, from the computer rankings from the start? Uh, it was really exciting. I mean, you just got to keep building off of that. We just hope to keep on jumping the ranks. Yeah, it'd be kind of nice to get to go to nationals, even though it's all the way in Boston, huh? Yeah, I mean, I've never been to Boston, so I'm I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. <laughs> you've been all <laughs> you've been all over the place. Your favorite team's in Tampa, and you're trying now to get to the Northeast. I love it. That's pretty cool. Yep. You got to visit it all the way you can. All righty. Well, Jacob, listen, have a uh, great rest of your season and appreciate you uh, taking time out of your busy day to be on the WCHL podcast in here. Hold on. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, hey, how about that? Jacob has uh, quite the personality and he put up with a lot of my BS, huh? And what a great interview. Hey, we want to thank Grand Canyon University. We want to thank head coach Danny Roy for setting this up. We want to thank Jacob Cummings for taking time out of his busy schedule. He's getting ready to go on a road trip. And he uh, took a couple of minutes out of his day to talk with the uh, fat, dumb commissioner and asked a bunch of dumb questions. But I think we also got to see a lot of insight. He's smarter than the average bear. And uh, Jacob is, uh, he's a pretty sharp character. And, um, 
I guess we finally answered the question now uh, all about, uh, you know, why 33? What a great answer, huh? Yeah. I only had a couple of numbers and uh, given a, a couple of options. And why not? 33 was my brother's number. What a great option. I thought he was a reformed goalie. Hey, listen, we want to thank, uh, like I said, GCU, Coach Danny Roy, but most importantly, uh, Jacob Cummings for uh, participating and being on the WCHL podcast. This is going to be the first of many player interviews that we'll do throughout the season. And uh, we appreciate you, most of all, for listening to the WCHL podcast. Uh, Follow the Western CHL online at westernchl.com. It's also on Twitter at westernchl. The podcast itself is on Twitter at WCHLpod. Uh, if you're interested in personal junk for me, it's, I'm on Twitter at CJP in OKLA. I don't know what Jacob's Twitter is. He doesn't need people bothering him. He's too busy being a hockey player and a student. So, uh, anyways, listen, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for, you know, listening to, to Jacob and we appreciate your support, not only of the ACHA and the Western Collegiate Hockey League, but also of our cheesy little podcast that we're doing here so we're just trying to shed some little light on the uh, players they're true student athletes playing for the love of the game and they do not get the recognition that they deserve i think so we're just trying to shed a little light and put a little spotlight on them as much as we possibly can uh get out to the rink and if uh, you happen to see me at the rink stop by say hey if you uh or or stop by and tell me how terrible we are um and uh, feel free to drop us a line online uh, via one of the twitter dms or something in the meantime uh, give us a rating five stars thumbs up whatever it is whatever's good uh, go ahead and give it to us and in the meantime we look forward to bringing you another regular edition of the wchl podcast uh, we're gonna have a special guest so uh, a little change up from normal uh, so look for that coming pretty soon in the meantime we want to thank everyone and we want everybody to be safe And uh, we look forward to seeing you at the rink. Take care.